Acts 6, verses 1 through 7. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called meetings of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. So brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom, and we will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea and they chose the following, Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The numbers of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, all of our souls, and all of our minds, may they be truly and utterly faithful to your word, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. And we invite your Holy Spirit to come into your church to bind us together in love, to help us to devote our lives completely to you, all of our lives, and help us to go forth from this place proclaiming the good news, living out our life in love to those we come in contact with. And may your Holy Spirit Increase the number of believers every single day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, a lot of people uh, look at the church in Acts and they, they think of it as the perfect church. That this is, we need to get back to the church of Acts because if we are living out the church of Acts, then there won't be any problems. There won't be any issues. There won't be anything that people won't get hurt in the church. There, there won't be problems or, or worries or grief or whatever. Well, I, I'm here to tell you folks that the book of Acts, I have read more than any other book in the Bible. I, I have read it uh, uh, more than every single book probably combined because there was a time uh, when I was reading one chapter of Acts every single day for a number, a number of years. I had another reading program that did the same thing as I read through all the other books. You read through Acts every single day, every single month of every single year that I went through that, that reading problem, uh, program. And, and, and as I read through the book of Acts, it's just like church. It, it has the same issues, the same problems. There's, there's people who struggle. There's people that, that are, 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 are being filled with the Spirit. There's, there's uh, churches that, that increase. There's places that decrease. There, God sends uh, out people. God brings people in. Uh, God uh, uh, uses the issues and problems that happen in the church 
to build the body of Christ if the church allows those issues and problems uh, to uh, build the body in Christ and not destroy it. And I'm here to tell you that the devil wants to do anything and everything to destroy the church, to destroy the relationships, to break it up, to hurt it, to step on it, to crush it uh, like a prowling lion seeking out to do that uh, because he knows that God's power is in the body of Christ, the church. Uh, and, and probably most all of us here have probably been hurt at church one way or another at some time or at some point there were problems, there's issues. Uh, and a lot of times people are out there searching for the perfect church. And I'm here to tell you that even the church in Acts wasn't perfect. If you read through it, you'll notice that they had problems and issues uh, just like all humanity is. Uh, you know, what we need to do is not search for the perfect church. We need to go worship a perfect God with a congregation of flawed people who need grace as much as we need grace because all of us need God's grace God's Holy Spirit, God's power to transform us, shape us, and change us. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've been looking uh, so hard at strategically looking at our church and trying to see how can we become the church that God wants us to be. And that's what's going on in the book of Acts. The book of Acts is a place where the church is trying to be who God is calling it to be. And what did they do uh, as the believers uh, of God? They devoted themselves to prayer. We need to be a people who devote ourselves to prayer every single day. They met in the temple every single day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to the Lord's Supper. They, they learned through the Lord's Supper that without each other, the body is broken. They, they confessed over and over that we are, need the mercy of God. We come to the table and proclaim that we are followers of Jesus who need God's grace, who needs God's forgiveness, who needs God's mercy because we don't deserve that forgiveness. And Jesus died on a cross so that all of those sins could be forgiven. And, and we proclaim that mystery of our faith until he comes again. And here in Acts, you see, but as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. Ha have y'all ever heard any rumblings of discontent in a church before? Uh, I, I mean, it, 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 if it happened in Acts in Jerusalem, folks, it's going to happen everywhere. It's what we do with those rumblings of discontent and how we take those rumblings of discontent and how we allow God's grace to transform us and shape us and help us to go from someone who knows nothing about who Jesus is into someone who thinks that they know everything about Jesus but then realizes, man, there's so much deeper to go. There's so much farther uh, that, that there's, there's so much that the only person that was the master was Jesus. And we're not there yet. 
And, and, and so uh, the problem here was that uh, the, the, there were two groups of believers. There was a Hebrew group of believers who probably lived in Jerusalem, who were there before Pentecost, uh, who were there before the Holy Spirit came in power. Uh, and the Greek-speaking believers, they came from all the other places uh, around during Pentecost to come and worship at the temple together. Uh, and, and as the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, those Greek-speaking believers, they said, yes, I want to believe. They stayed in Jerusalem, and they were waiting until Jesus came back there, and they were growing in numbers more and more. And so these two groups had two different people, and it probably wasn't because they meant to neglect one group or the other. It was just because they weren't looking in the right place. And so there was a problem they got together, they prayed about it, they found people who could see the need and fill the need, they filled the need, and they were able to help all those who were in need. As we've looked at what this church needs to grow, we also looked at the needs of our people. And we realize that we aren't doing a great job caring for our shut-ins and, and, and our older members who can't come to church, our widows and, and, and widowers. And, and, and we need people to be able to help and go and minister to those people who can't come to church. Because, you know, my capacity of helping people is probably three. Sione's is probably 300. Um, but we can't care for everybody, just the two of us. And we've got to do all the other things uh, like prayer and teach the, the people. And so guess what? You know where it, it lies for us to be able to do everything that we can do? And we do exactly what they did in the book of Acts. And we find people who have a passion for that ministry. And we find people who God is calling to do that ministry. And they do that ministry and they serve God. And when they serve God, it changes their heart. And it changes the world. And it changes the world in such a way that other people want to be a part of it. And when other people want to be a part of it, they stay. And then the numbers of believers grow more and more every day. And we as a church, we've got an act six problem. We've got things that we see a need and we need people to fill that need so that they can serve where God is calling them to serve. You've got a purpose. God has called you to a purpose to serve God no matter if you're one year old or you're 170 years old, God is still calling you to do God's work, to serve God's people, to serve the people around you so that the body of Christ can be all that the body of Christ can be through the power of the Holy Spirit. But you've got to be willing to open yourself to that Spirit and be used by that Spirit to meet those needs. Who here will help go visit the sick? Who here will help and go visit our shut-ins? 
Who here will go and be who God is calling them to be? Not just in this problem, but every single one that we're going to come up with for the next 4,873,000 years until Christ comes again. We may have an Act 6 problem, and we're going to do it together so that the body of Christ can be built and grow and be what God is calling it to be. And we do that in a loving, caring way to where it's not my needs, it's the needs of the world out there. It's that every single person is someone for whom Christ died, whether or not they are a member of this congregation or whether or not they're out there on the street begging for food or whether or not they're a jerk at our workplace or the person who's banging into you at a restaurant over and over again uh, like last night and I wanted to shake their head. Um, But I didn't. Uh, Where is God calling you? to help serve the body of Christ. This is one need that we have right now that we're calling you to meet that need. Will you be willing to visit the sick? Will you be willing maybe just to take communion to the the shut-ins? Maybe it is to visit those shut-ins on a regular basis. We had a wonderful idea in the survey that someone had that Sione and I had actually been throwing around about, about adopting a family, adopting a granny. We've got a lot of granny and grandpas here who need a family. We've got a lot of people who come in from Barksdale who don't have grandparents, uh, who don't have family. Would you be a family for one of those Barksdale people who might just be here for three years? Or they may be like y'all who stayed. Uh, But how is God calling you to serve? How is the Holy Spirit calling you to be who God is calling you to be? It starts with our healing, the brokenness inside of us. And then once that healing happens and begins and continues throughout our life, we are able to go and to serve. Are you willing to meet the needs of those around us so that the body of Christ can be all that God's calling it to be? Let us pray. Oh God, you've called us to be the body of Christ here in this congregation. You've called us to serve You've called us to love, and you've called us as disciples to learn and grow and be who you are calling us to be. We're not there yet. We're still going to have issues and problems. The brokenness is still going to happen. But we thank you that through your Holy Spirit, you can heal and you can transform us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.